0: welcome to the she's electric podcast i'm pia a passionate food consultant who is learning how to build my business while raising my young family and i'm kaya dedicated business coach and enthusiastic yogi it's our mission to help working mothers redefine the way they work and reimagine what is possible
1: We aim to be raw and real about the challenges and highlights we experience on our journeys of motherhood, business, and life, and hope that by sharing what we've learned, we can help you too. Welcome back to another episode of the She's Electric podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I just want to preface a little warning that we are going to be talking about infant mortality on today's episode. So if that is a sensitive subject for you, then please switch off now. So, everyone else who has decided to stay with us, this is a podcast that I don't think Pierre and I yeah. ever realised that we would be recording. Um, and I'm sure that it is a place that no one expects themselves to be in so i want to share with you now um something that's happened to me in the last two weeks which is with the last 10 days which is that 10 days ago my son luca who was just over two years old passed away while we were sleeping when we woke up in the morning He was already dead. Um, My husband and I were living with Luca in Montenegro. We had left London and we were kind of the first month into a new life where we had left everything behind and embarked on an adventure. This experience has been nothing like I imagined it would be. And the reason that I am here today sitting down with Pia to create this podcast is because I think it's important for all perspectives to be shared on any topic, but especially a topic that's so important like death, especially when it is something like losing your child. Because I know for me personally that having connection with people who had gone through this experience and were living a life full of joy and you know genuine genuinely happy really changed the way that i felt as this was happening and it enabled me to have hope and that was really important in the very early days of this happening I also want to kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that I did immediately myself and also with my family, because they made a huge difference to the way that this experience unfolded for me. And I hope that if you know somebody or you yourself are experiencing a situation like this, some of these tools and some of the treatments that we have undergone are things that you would consider because they have made a huge difference for me and for my family in the aftermath of this happening which was you know very very traumatic and very very sudden the first few days were a bit of a blur and I think that one of the things that happened for me was that I did very quickly process what had happened and despite the fact that initially I was hysterical and I was screaming and they did want to sedate me, within a few hours I actually believed that I had reached a place of acceptance and I share this because I think that we, we, without realising it, there is a lot of society's programming that we have internalized and we have kind of seen around us. And it can make you question your experience in any situation because you have this kind of programmed um, perception of what an experience should be like. So I think that's the first thing that was different for me is that genuinely I did process this information and I came to a place of acceptance very, very quickly um it was on a different time frame to my partner but for me it was quick um one of the things that was really difficult in the first few days was that we were having a lot of flashbacks and the the main trauma that i was experiencing was from that it was from having these images that were entering my mind that were extremely disturbing and very consuming and creating this emotional response that was unbearable at times and that was where I think the darkest moments lay for both me and my husband I am very fortunate to be in a community of people through the work that I do who have skills in hypnotherapy energy healing and they also many of them are on a spiritual path so One of the things that I did immediately was I reached out to people that I knew were spiritual and I knew could meet me at the place where I was. And the place where I was is different from the place that, you know, other people might be. But where I was, was in a place of connection with my son. I very quickly was able to feel his energy And when I was meditating, I could connect with his spirit and I really felt that very strongly. And so the first few days were this kind of tug of war between feeling very full and very full of love when I felt connected with him. And then also these moments of like despair and unbearable pain. One of the people that I reached out to is a very experienced hypnotherapist and she gave me and my husband a session within kind of four days of this happening um, to help us with the flashbacks. And the technique that she used is um, something which I had an understanding of. And I've kind of witnessed Paul McKenna, who's a very famous hypnotherapist, Um, doing so it's something that I had belief in um, and also Pauline who um, will be providing her details in the show notes should anybody else be wanting information about this treatment or want to understand whether it's something that could help them or a loved one Um, I also knew that she was extremely experienced she also knew me on a personal level so I think that she felt comfortable to work with us so early but this treatment was kind of life-changing would be an understatement. What it did is it kind of treated the trauma um, of this unbearable feeling associated with the images of the flashbacks that both me and my husband were having. She also treated my parents a couple of days later, who, even though they hadn't been with us at the moment, they were having their kind of own trauma through what it was like for them when they received the news and their kind of the images that they were dealing with, um, from hearing about what had happened. Um, the other thing that was so, so helpful was that when I reached out to Pauline, I also reached out to another friend. So Pauline turns 60 next year. And, um, I know another amazing woman who is also 60 and she lost her son 10 years ago and. I know her very well and she has like genuinely one of the best energies of anybody I know. She's so full of light. She's such a spiritual person and she has this amazing business and the way that she shows up in the world and the way that she operates is from this place of love and joy. And I think the power of knowing her when like on the first day that this happened, I just kept thinking about her because I kept thinking like there was this part of me that was like, you know, this voice in my head telling me that my life was over and how was I ever going to get through this? And then there was this other kind of vision that I had of, of her and knowing that there was a different, there was a different path that was available to me. And so I think that was incredibly powerful to, to have in my mind in those early days. And I spoke to both of them kind of, you know, one day after it had happened and, they met me in a way that not many people have been able to met me to meet me. And what that means is that rather than meeting me with pity and with heartbreak and with grief, they listened to me. And when I said the words, you know, my son was all about light and love. Like his energy was just so full of light and love. And I'm so grateful that I was his mother for two years. Like this is what his life was supposed to be they they listened to me and rather than kind of acting as if what I was saying was crazy they they received it as my truth and part of the reason why I think they were able to do that is because they are spiritual too and Mm -hmm. you know if we are in this world where we do have a spiritual practice and I am meditating for 20 minutes a day and connecting with the universe and oneness and God whatever you want to call it all of those things are the reason why I'm having a different experience because I know those this isn't something I want to believe this is what I do believe Mm -hmm. yes so I think that that's kind of a brief description of what's happened
0: Wow, Kaya, it's um, you have really blown me away over the last ten days. You really have. You have really. I mean, this has been a tragedy that has has come to you, and and you're completely in it. Yet you, from for me, you are guiding all of the people around you in how there is a different way to handle grief, and that has really, you know, you said that this experience was nothing like you imagined it would be. And for me watching from the outside in, how you handle grief and how you handle something that is this earth shattering has been nothing like I expected it would be. And I've watched you grow over the last year and and really dive into mental fitness and, and really start to live your values of, we can't choose what happens to us, but we can choose our response. And that's what leads to the outcome, you know. Absolutely. And but but it's easy to say that, Kaya. But I'm seeing you live it in the most difficult of circumstances. Um, and then, you know, it, when you rang me the the morning that had happened, and and the two of us we just cried, you know, and I really felt. I was in that in it with you at that moment and and I was crying for everything that you'd lost. I was crying for things I'd lost. I I was picturing this future with our sons together, you know? And so I and it wasn't pity in that moment, but it was um, another mother connecting with another mother and and just being in it with them. But then it was the next day and I came to you and I was very much focusing on the trauma and I knew you would have had it. A really awful night that first night um and i came to you with that story you know i you know about your nightmares and you just said no Peter. Like, what i want to focus on i want to focus on the emotion of love and you explained that this is what luca was all about uh, and we loved him and do you know i was i've been thinking a lot about this and and your texts and your messages have been so helpful for me in knowing what you need, rather than me going in with my preconceived idea of how you handle people around death, which is not very constructive and it's not helping people to get, you know, it's it, it's making people drown in their sorrow. Um, and so you were right, you know, that you're, you, this was is it, all about love, you know? And there was this one moment in time that has happened and we spend so much of the grieving process focusing on that one moment in time instead of going what was this person's life about what could my life be Um, and you've really really embodied that so it's been it's been so inspirational and it's been a privilege to watch but I just How are you, how, what what are the practices that you are doing to keep you there? Because I know in situations like this, it's so easy for your mind to take over, your judge, your, that narrative of why me? Uh, You know, what if, what if we'd, what if we'd done this? What, 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 what? How are you keeping yourself grounded during this time?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things that people say to you, which, you know, sometimes make me feel really angry. And, Mm. you know, one of the first things is to just, like you said, listen, you, there's this thing that we say in yoga, which is like who you are on the mat is who you are off the mat. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So for me, the way that I'm going to experience this is the way that I'm going to experience everything, which is that like, you know, discipline is one of my core values. Mm -hmm. And I know that consistency Makes a difference. And the reason why I love discipline is because when you do things consistently and you don't negotiate with yourself, you already know that you do these things because they make a difference and they make you feel better, even though like there are yeah there was a couple of days where I didn't you know I really struggled to get out of bed in the morning Mm. and I fucking dragged myself out of bed I dragged myself into a cold shower and I dragged myself through every single one of the things that I do every single other day Mm. because you know like you said I can't control what happens to me but I can control the way that I respond so in the moment where I am facing you know probably the biggest challenge that I'm ever likely to face Mm -hmm. why would I let go of the things that serve me at this moment and you know going back to some of the things that people say to you one of my friends said this thing to me she said you know all emotions are valid Mm
0: -hmm. and I said
1: to her are they what Mm -hmm. guilt is valid I I, it's valid for me to feel guilty shame is valid I should feel ashamed that you know I didn't save my son's life like Mm. there are these things that people say that are very generic that are just quite simply bullshit yeah and I think that as you said there like I I am so grateful that I am like I am so deep into the Mm. mental fitness journey that there are things that are second nature to me. I know that doing these practices for the time that I've been doing them has changed my brain and it has Mm. changed the way that my thought patterns happen. And when something cut, when a thought does arise, I see it coming. And now like now the pattern to have a different reaction is very strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, whilst, When people start, it may not be that strong. If you continue to practice, it will become stronger and stronger. So, there have been moments where that guilt has come up. Mm -hmm. And the point is, is that the question I ask myself is, do I deserve to feel guilty? And every time, the only answer that comes back is no. Yeah. And again, like the foundation for everybody in their life, it's self love and it's self worth. Mm -hmm. And Whatever you are going through in your life, whatever experience you are in, whether it's a high one, whether it's a low one, you will optimise your ability to either be in the moment and enjoy what's happening or, you know, be strong enough to get through what you're facing through having a lot of love for yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: the only reason that you think you deserve, like the only reason you will feel guilty is if you think you deserve it.
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: otherwise you can see that emotion and say, I don't deserve that. And it's the same with shame. So like these, there's lots of things like that exact saying that I said to you, you no, like all emotions are valid. All emotions are not valid. No, no. And actually, like when somebody is going through something tough, I feel like, you know, I spoke to one of our coaches and she was sharing with me, Something that she had been through to do with one of her children, and she said at the time, like she was open. And she had all these cards that people had sent her, and you know they're all like commiseration, sympathy, mm-hmm. was so sorry. Yeah. And somebody had sent her this card, and it said, "Congratulations, like you were his mother," and oh, it just stuck with so me nice. so much, and I loved it because it, it's like yeah. you know what you when somebody is going through something and they are you know they are weak, you can help them by. S- By looking at them and rather than seeing somebody who's broken and who needs saving and who's a victim, Mm -hmm. you can look at them and you can see somebody who's strong. Mm. And, you know, that's when you say to somebody, get up, get up out of bed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they have it in them.
1: Right. And it's like my mum was telling me that somebody said to her, you know, that she works with a new friend. They looked her in the eye and they said to her, remember, you are a strong mother and you are a strong grandmother. And it's like, that's what she needs to hear right now, because we we all have more strength than we realize. And the truth is, is that whilst I am experiencing this thing that, you know, for many people is unimaginable, there is a lot of unimaginable things happening in the world. And it's ridiculous for me to stand here and say this is overwhelming. I cannot handle this. You know, I will not get through this. It's just not true because there are so many people getting through so many other things in the world. And I like it, it's, it's disrespectful to all of the things that I do have that make a huge difference during this time, because I have my whole family who I can't tell you, what you know what they have done to support me and my husband Mm. during this time they they sorted out everything for us in terms of getting us back home in terms of getting the body back home it was super complicated we were in a foreign country and my family have done all of those things Mm. you know I have resources I don't have to worry about money right now I've got a job that I love I don't have to worry about you know when am I going back to work what's that going to look like I can decide so I've also got my husband, there's somebody who's sharing this experience with me who knows exactly what I'm going through, right? Those things are like, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And they are making the experience
0: different. Yeah, yeah. You know? And one thing that you said to me, um, when we were talking about guilt and the what ifs, you said, Pia, that's a, lo- a low vibration emotion. And you said, I want to focus on high vibration emotions. And that has been something it's been this guiding star that i have been using even for for coming to terms with this it pia is this low vibration yes it is you're drowning in this and you are you're mulling it over and you're going what if what if whereas focusing on the positive side and this is not about toxic positivity it's about The world is going to keep on turning and the world, as you know, it's still turning. People are still going to work every day. Right. You you actually can't step off. And I think too often when it comes to tragedy and grief, the default is that we get we sit on the couch and we just lay there. Totally. And what we're trying to, to talk about today is that there are other options. And I have really seen you double down on gratitude and I, and you're writing it every day I see it on your social media what you are grateful for you know and it's obviously there's so many things that that you cannot be grateful for but you're not choosing to put your focus on that you're putting your focus on the things like your family coming in and rallying around you like the fact that you and Steph are experiencing this together and you have this person who fully understands what you're going through and what you what you saw that day um, and, and you're putting the focus on that because As we all know, it's where you put your focus is where your energy goes. And you can have something that is, you make it so much bigger because that's where all your energy is. And that's too often how we handle grief, that we focus on the trauma. We focus on what we've lost. And all of that's true, whether you focus on that or whether you focus on, okay, well, can I get out of bed today? Can I have a cold shower? What am I grateful for? What has gone well today? totally I like to and you embody that
1: it's interesting because i feel like there's so many things that you know had happened for me leading up to mm-hmm. this like
0: mm-hmm. just
1: the people that i'm connected with that it's very difficult for me not it's difficult for me not to believe that this yeah. is what was supposed to happen yeah. and you know sometimes i feel guilty saying that and i feel like you know i i'm saying all of these things that are like outrageous and that Mm. you know people are going to judge me and then actually where I've gotten to is a place of like I don't care what other people think like this is my experience and you know one of the the women that I spoke to who lost her son she said to me she was like fuck all the books like fuck fuck the timeline like you're the one who's in the experience you decide what this journey is for you and it's like people if society expects you to lie down on the floor and collapse and like that's not I don't want to do that and so I'm not going to do that and
0: yeah
1: you know there are so many people that have come into my life in the last year that are helping me to deal with this experience and I have cannot I cannot help but feel that like you know so many things have conspired to come to this exact point yeah yeah that it's just it's you know it's it's too there's too many things and um one of the things has been that the the books that I've read in the last year, coincidentally, and just recently, like the actual book that I was in the middle of re-listening to on audiobook, is this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is, you know, arguably the world kind of leading expert when it comes to controlling your own energy and healing Mm -hmm. the body through energy creating your kind of your own future through your mastery of your own energy and his book becoming supernatural I would recommend to anybody it's a you know it's a great read but you know, I read it a long time ago and I probably have been doing his meditations on and off for about five years. And I was listening to that book on audio or on audible when this happened. And the first couple of nights, which were pretty unbearable for me and my husband, we were listening to this book all night. And the reason why that was so important is because like you just said, the 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 default that you know it's easy to go to of like pity and you know mm-hmm. why is this happening to me and guilt all of these low vibration emotions when you are learning about what those emotions do to your body in terms of the disease that they are sowing the seeds to create it gives you every reason to fight against it and to to yeah. you know when you are listening from people who are teaching you the meditation techniques and explaining to you why they matter why would you look away from that you know and I think that as I said like these these practices are very familiar to me but for my husband like there was such a shift in like in him from listening to that that kind of audio book he immediately was like there's you know, I don't, I don't want to get sick in the future. Like, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to, you know, and even if his reason at the beginning was about me, it was like, it wasn't about the fact that he didn't want this for his life. He was just like, I I don't want you to suffer anymore. I need to be strong for you. Right. He had that very compelling reason why. And then he just started learning and practicing. He's been doing you know hours of meditation of these um joe dispenser meditations every day and they've been extremely helpful because for him you know he he it was more challenging from the outset like it was diff- more difficult for him to accept and mm-hmm. he didn't have maybe the level of um self-command from moving mm-hmm. out of negative emotions yeah But, you know, he can learn the same things and then he can practice. And that's what he has been doing. So, you know, that 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 was just something that was uncanny. And I also just read Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. And obviously he's he's talking about concentration camps. And in it, he's saying, you know, the people who survive are not the people who are the fittest. They're not the people who are the most healthy. They are the people who have a reason to live. And so, you know again, like, the fact that I love the work that I do, and the fact that I can see that there are people who I would love to help and work with, who've been through different types of trauma. Yeah, that's, it's exciting, right? In Uh, this darkest of times, it's offering me a light.
0: Totally, totally. And you know, it's, uh, we, we won't go into this today. But for me, it's such a complete juxtaposition to how I handled death and I did the exact opposite when my friend died very suddenly um when and I was involved in the accident and I focused on what if what if I had stepped in you know all these low vibration negative emotions and you you know Steph is right and you are right those thoughts become sickness in your body I, I I developed all these weird growths all over my skin My hair started falling out in clumps. It literally turned into sickness in my body. And you know what, Kaya? Either way, my friend was still dead. Exactly. Do you know? She was still gone. And yet what I was doing, I spent two years punishing myself. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And that's like self-worth and self-love. Like, did you deserve that? No, not at all. But that's the only way that I knew how to translate what had happened. You know, she's dead. I'm alive. It's my fault. You know, which... Obviously, isn't true, but that's how my nineteen-year-old brain processed it, right? Um, but if I had had someone like you showing me, you know, even if it was just through a podcast or it was through a book, showing me that there's another way for yeah. you to deal with this, and it is about getting yourself off the couch, being disciplined, and saying, okay, what can I do to make me feel good today? Because me. me sitting on on the couch and going through. All the the negative emotions and the trauma is not helping me,
1: yeah, and it's interesting because I obviously one of the core practices within mental fitness is mm. noticing you know the voices in your head, the yeah. saboteurs, and everybody's yeah. master saboteur is the judge. and one of the things that I've reflected on is guilt. it mm-hmm. is your judge it's judge of yourself, yeah. right? yeah,
0: yeah pity okay.
1: is judgment it's like judgment yeah. of the situation as bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same with shame. It's again, it's like judgment of self. So it's like noticing where those things sit and what, you know, that there is a narrative around them Mm -hmm. is super, super powerful. Because let's face it, you don't need to be going through the situation that I'm going through right now to experience guilt and think that you it's normal and you should feel guilt because somehow you deserve it, right? I think mm-hmm. that's quite a familiar emotion for people. Yeah. I think pity is also a very familiar emotion for people. It's something which we've talked about on this podcast. I've been working on my victim saboteur, right? Mm. again so interesting I've spent so much of the last kind of six weeks working with that particular saboteur victim and judge right mm, yeah, and I can yeah. tell you right now those are the ones that are ready to show up right now and play yeah and like, that work is very very powerful that I've done because I'm ready for them and you know I just think that one of the you know the, the lesson that if I didn't already know it, it's so loud and clear for me throughout this, is that the one person who's going to be with you for your entire life, the most important relationship of your life, it's you. It's your relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's not for later. It's not for tomorrow. It's for now. Because as long as you're here, like that relationship is so, so important. And it's going to be the foundation of the way that you react to everything in your
0: life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And yet, despite how important that relationship is, we find it so hard to say that we love ourselves. You know, I get my clients a lot of the time to look in the mirror and say one thing that reason why they love themselves, what they're proud of, and one commitment they make to themselves. And the the squirming is just they are so uncomfortable. Now, I don't watch them when they do it, but I they do it in their own time. And they the reports coming back is just this feels wrong. This feels awful because we are so used to that judge and that criticism of ourselves. And it's something when I have that that narrative in my head, that negative self-talk, I picture myself as if I was saying it to my husband and I go, I would never talk to my husband like this. So why Absolutely. am I talking to myself like this?
1: Right. And it's like every time when I started feeling like guilt and shame, mm. yeah. I would be like, is that how I want Steph to feel?
0: Yeah. To us, it's like, such a
1: good reframe. Does he deserve that? And it's like, yeah. no, well, then neither do I. No. And it's, you know, that the thing is, is that that self-love and that self-worth, mm. even if it feels uncomfortable, like that's not a bad thing because the more that yeah. you practice something, the yeah. more that it becomes familiar. And I feel like, you know, lots of things when Luca was my experience of being pregnant was very Mm. early on in the pregnancy we found out that there was kind of some serious um abnormalities and Mm. like in that moment this that was another moment where everyone around me was like distraught yeah and actually I that was one of the first times where like I did these really intense meditations visualizing radiant health Mm -hmm. and like I felt that I could control the situation. I never had any fear around the situation, right? Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, we had some health health uh, challenges too. And it's like, when you're going through adversity, mm. even when it's something like small, those are all moments. And if it's something big, even better, because like those are the moments when you're training for the real fucking heavy shit. Like, Definitely. you know, you, you're building yeah. resilience. And yeah in life resilience is it's important right and Mm -hmm. it's something that we all have the ability to develop but not if we kind of especially with your children like not if you protect them around everything Mm -hmm. that's how you prevent the development of resilience right and it's the same it's like in this situation right now one of my friends was asking me yesterday she was like but what I was talking to her about pity and she was saying to me but like what does what does pity look like and what does love look like in this mm-hmm. situation? And I said, pity looks like if I was behaving like an arsehole and you didn't say anything to me. You let right? me away, yeah, yeah,
0: let you away with it.
1: You're saying my standard for you is now lower? Yeah, yeah. I love you know? that. And yeah. it's like, if I'm having an argument with Steph or we're having an argument and I'm like, I'll just let it slide. Yeah, like, yeah. You can, you can behave like an arsehole because this has happened to you. Like yes. that's pity. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Love Completely. is being like,
1: I forgive you if you're sorry yeah
0: yeah yeah. and also I know you're better than this right it's exactly that yeah one thing that I have found really helpful and that you have been really good at doing is uh, letting people know the people around you know how you want to be treated and the kind of conversations that you want to be having and I I draw the example up because you and my husband Stephen are doing a AI course together and you sent him this amazing text, which was just all about how that you want to focus on the emotion of love. And that what you need right now is uplifting conversations, conversations about business, can't you know, and to basically for him to not tiptoe around you. Totally. Because that's what we do around people who are grieving. We, we, we act sad in their presence and it's actually exactly the time when they don't need sadness. They have enough, you know, Totally. so that for me has been something that has been. It's been really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. And I think it's it's, you know, people at the beginning, like I did get a lot of messages that were just so heavy. And mm. I think that when you when you when you do say to people like, This is where I'm at, they yeah, yeah. they will meet you where you're at. And I think that something that a lot of people I'm sure have fear around who are going through some sort of trauma is that you feel radioactive. You feel like for other people, it's really, really hard for them to be around you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want my grief or anyone else's grief to be taking up the whole space. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is like, sometimes I felt, I felt discomfort and I feel vulnerable saying this because it's like, there's almost like a shame around it and again I'm like I'm not feeling that this is my experience and I'm going to say it how it is right yeah and saying it how it is is that you know what I laughed for the first time the day after it happened brilliant and I have laughed many times since then and what why wouldn't I want to laugh you know what I anyone who can make me laugh like I am yours right now like Mm -hmm. that that there's enough darkness that we've experienced that like I want to be in kind of in situations where I can see beauty and I can appreciate the amazing things in the world and I can see my friend's children Mm -hmm. and see how fucking amazing they are and I can be in love with my husband and I can have a croissant and enjoy that it was so delicious right like it's not a shutdown of everything good in your in in your life like, that's not what the experience is, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: completely. And I I really experienced that when, when my husband's family, his father died very suddenly a few months before our wedding. And we we had a hen and a stag, a joint hen and stag, organized for the week after his funeral. And Stephen just said, I want to go ahead. You know, I, I, I need happiness in my life. And they as a family really showed me that, when you lean into love Mm. and they had this massive funeral for him and they and I remember um my sister-in-law she was up I don't know it was three in the morning and she was laughing at her dad's funeral and she said why am I having such a good time at my dad's funeral why not why not exactly and for me it was just this total mind blown wow there is another way of dealing with these things and actually when someone dies it is about celebrating their life. It yeah. is about you know this person came into the world and they had this impact and they profoundly impacted me and I want to celebrate that. I don't want to spend an entire funeral dressed in black, yeah, and and thinking about the last few days of their life or you Certainly. know, and that but that's what we do. So it's just I'm so grateful to you having this conversation because it provides a counter narrative to what we have been told is, as is the done way to handle grief.
1: Yeah. And I think just to close out the episode today, what I would Mm. encourage anyone who is going through this kind of experience to remember is that it's yours to have like you be how you want to be, Mm. not how other people need you to be like you show up in a way that feels good for you and in a way that is moving you forwards, because listen, I see you. And even if other people, don't know this i know this that like you are stronger than you ever realized you are you will get through this and even in the dark you can see light like i'm living that right now i know that to be true so you know help people see light help people to feel love and see the best in them see 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 them who they are at their best mm-hmm. even if they are experiencing something that is the worst thank you so much for joining us today. And if you think that this episode would help anybody, please send it to them. And until next time.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. If anything we talked about today resonated, and you know a woman who needs to hear this too, please send her the episode and help us keep the movement going. Because women helping women only makes us stronger. To stay up to date on our
1: latest episodes and the guests joining us, follow the She's Electric podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram. The music is Teenage Songbird by Forte, used with permission from the artist. We hope to see you again soon.